morning, Goldendale, and hello to all of my fellow liberty-loving Americans all across the fruited plains. From sea to shining sea, this is the host who loves you the most, Luke Throop, here on another thrilling, thought-provoking Thursday, Friends Torch Report 228 on aliens and midterm elections. We will be examining some peculiar similarities and clearly disturbing irregularities as we rush headlong into the midterm madness. But first, friends, smile, because you are on camera. According to two Harvard astronomers, there are some four quintillion alien spacecraft that may be observing us. That's four zero 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 quintillion in the common vernacular. So maybe starting up the U.S. Space Force wasn't such a bad idea after all, eh? You know, when when Donald Trump first announced the U.S. Space Force, he was widely mocked for, for you know, little more than a pet project. But all silliness aside, you know, as every peasant knows, anyone who works at Harvard is a genius. Even the sharks over at the Grunge understood that the Space Force does, in fact, have its place. Now, I'm going to read a little bit from this article here over at grunge.com. They say, so what threats would the U.S. Space Force confront? The biggie is America's not unimpressive satellite collection, a smorgasbord of orbiting technology upon which just about everything you love depends on. Smartphones, electronic payment systems, and the always in vogue services of Sirius XM radio. Back in 2007, China killed two birds with one stone by both knocking their own pesky uh, disused weather satellite out of the sky with a missile strike and proving that they could hit, well, Gosh, anything in orbit that struck their fancy should the spirit move them. Now, that's a uh, great snarky take on why the Space Force might be important. You're probably wondering at this point, why the hell are we talking about this and not the midterms? We'll get there in a minute. Friends, please bear with me. Here are a couple of things to take note of. Number one. Reasonable people understand that the Space Force has its place and that the eggheads at Harvard are not all geniuses, So, which means there may not, in fact, be uh, four quintillion alien spacecraft flying around. But I'm sure that's something that uh, a lot of a lot of people fail to grasp. Number two, and more importantly, China has proven it can destroy our entire way of life with a singular strategic missile to satellite strike. And that was done that was that was something they could do with war tech from 15 years ago okay that was long before they had the uh, the supersonic missiles and all that kind of stuff or at least the, before we knew about it now interestingly enough news out of the pentagon today informs us that regardless of everything russia 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 china is still the top threat to the U.S. And this is important because it very may, uh, may very well impact the midterms. But friends, before we get into that, I think there's a more pressing point that needs to be made. Quite unfortunately, it, af- it appears, <laughs> I don't want to jump to any conclusions, but it appears that our incipient Space Force has either A, been staffed by heavily indoctrinated, educated idiots like those from Harvard, or B, been infiltrated by the global cabal. What do I mean? Friends, if you were to visit the official website 
of the United States Space Force, it would reveal to you at the top of their page their most pressing priorities. Little screenshot there in the article linked to the to the official website should you choose to uh, dive deeper there. Uh, right at the top, it says United States Space Force, and it's got their cool little insignia, and then it's got the coronavirus uh, right there, plastered out everywhere. And honestly, you know, I thought the pandemic was over, but right at the top of the page, COVID-19. Oh, you got to get information on COVID-19. And then the second most important thing is reproductive health care. And though I thought the pandemic was over and I thought reproductive health care was a little more than a divisive political issue that's being used to stir up liberal base ahead of the uh, midterms, despite all that, uh, when I see all of this plastered at the top of the page, it, it just took me by surprise. You know, I wasn't expecting that. Why aren't they promoting something more uh, space mission related? You know, I want to see some cool updates on, on what's going on in space with the Space Force. But that's not what they choose to promote at the top of their page. And then uh, further down the page, their news section, which I was like, oh, I got to get to the news. Like, what's really going on with the Space Force? Their news section really spells out what's going on there. It shows that top leadership is being directly indoctrinated, i.e. in residence, intermediate, and senior developmental education. They're being indoctrinated by the globalists at John Hopkins University. And they have also chosen to amplify reproductive health care, the climate action plan, and financial incentives to recruit children and youth, all of which, as you may well know, are initiatives that come nearly verbatim from the globalist playbook. If you were to look at the UN and the WHO and the United, uh, the, all of that, all the hundreds and thousands of organizations associated with those, with the globalist cabal, uh, this is what they're talking about. They're talking about the climate action plan. They're talking about recruiting children and youth. They're talking about reproductive health, right? In other words, friends, the U.S. Space Force is woke, and that bugs me. It's really disturbing, uh, despite the fact that the Space Force appears to be fully caught up in the collective delusions of the globalist agenda and all of the negative implications that that entails, their role in protecting America from 21st century threats is important, and it may in fact come front and center much sooner than we expect. So why they're all focused on all this woke crap, you know, consider these headlines. Straight to the point, friends. Organized cyber threats against the U.S. is in Putin's playbook. Dun, dun, dun. Okay, you know, Putin is not backing down. He's pivoting to a new dreadful kind of warfare. Cyber attacks and satellite sabotage. Putin's non-nuclear escalations. Friends, that's just a small selection, a smattering of the headlines that are out there. But how might that affect the midterm elections? Isn't it interesting that we've transi transitioned uh, to non-nuclear escalations and cyber threats, uh, a new dreadful kind of warfare? And this is Friends, this is the kind of warfare that the Space Force is supposed to protect us from. Keep that in mind. Now, let's get hypothetical here because there's been a lot of chatter about false flag events lately. And it's always both sides accusing the other side of staging some horrific, unscrupulous attack. It's the dirty bomb. It's the, it's the this. It's the that. It's some unscrupulous attack against innocent civilians. And it's either Russia stages the attack and blames it on the Ukraine, or the invisible hand stages the attack and blames it on Russia. That's how the story goes. 
And somehow the Chinese seem to be conspicuously left out of this narrative. I don't know if you've noticed that. Russia, 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 you know, false flags, Russia, 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 false flags. You know, where are the Chinese in all this? And the fact that Putin, uh, a Putin puppet, I should say, just went out and claimed on global on the global stage that Taiwan is on schedule, is on schedule to be returned to China, meaning that China is going to annex Taiwan just like the Russians, the evil Russian tyrant annexed eastern Ukraine. All of this is set to happen right on schedule. And also the, those recent sightings of the Chinese and Russian warships patrolling together off the coast of Alaska. All of that feels related to me to the fact that the Chinese somehow seem to be not uh, being brought into the narrative of false flags narrative not being brought into the false flag narrative, I should say. Uh, it, it, it's difficult, though it feels related, it's difficult to kind of connect the dots on this with any real certainty. Since uh, that's the case, I think we need to engage in a little bit of a hypothetical thought experiment because what in the hell are these shysters up to? You know, Whatever it is, friends, we know it's probably not going to benefit the good old US of A, right? So here's the thing. I believe that the global cabal is running American politics and pulling the strings on the sock puppet in the Oval Office and planting sympathetic sycophants in positions of political power. I believe this is observable. I believe they've been doing this for years, but right now they are emboldened and their ranks are burgeoning. And at this point, the corruption has become commonplace and flagrant. It's in our face and they are laughing at us. At least that's how it feels. Together, this global cabal, this group of uh, sympathetic sycophants, socialists, bastards, the commies who are taking over the world, this group is rapidly advancing the globalist agenda as established by the UN Agenda 2030. And this is all part of the Great Reset that will usher us into future Earth. If you are not familiar with any of those terms, please go back and start listening to the Torch Report. Maybe check out episode 93, One Agenda, The Rule of Law. I think it's the first one I talked about future Earth. But, you know, all of this has been talked about at length. And underlying all of this are the commie tactics and the evil impulse for total control, the intent to depopulate the Earth to save the planet and all of that. But but, friends, if America – coming back to the midterms here – if America experiences another Trump-like speed bump wherein liberty-minded constitutional conservatives are voted into power to rectify the situation, it would be a major setback to the globalist agenda, would it not? I simply cannot imagine that they plan to let that happen. So all of this coming together here, let's zoom out. Zoop! Way, 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 way out to the cosmic level perspective, friends. Let's pretend some globalist stooge planted at the U.S. Space Force was secretly planning to zap a few satellites and plunge us all into darkness. Maybe it would be to save the planet, or maybe it would be to start a war, or maybe it would be to interfere with our elections, you know. Regardless of the motive, we know that unimaginable chaos would ensue. What would the world do? What would happen if there was some space warfare going on? They blew out the GPS or they just shut out the grid or whatever that happened. What would happen? What would the world do? And the reality, the straightforward answer is we would look to our leaders. People would look to our leaders. 
we'd look to trusted news sources. What the hell's going on? Is it an alien invasion? You know, if there were four gazillion spaceships and they started landing on the planet, you know, what would happen? We'd go, what's going on? We'd look to the trusted news sources. But of course, if, if they really did zap the satellites uh, or what have you, all the news sources would be offline. Except for perhaps the uh, state-sanctioned emergency broadcast system and maybe, just maybe, a handful of hardcore prepper types who maybe stash their ham radios in a Faraday cage. Hint, hint, <coughs> uh, you know, anyway, the, those people who are wholly unprepared for the possibility that the lights could go out and all hell could break loose, those people would be immediately uh, uh, just gripped. They would snap into a savage survival mode. And literally overnight, perfectly peaceful and normal civilians would be willing to kill people just to get some toilet paper. Come on, man. I need the paper, man. <laughs> I try to make it light here. But, you know, you know, the gas pumps wouldn't be working. Uh, so people would be limited in their ability to travel and forage for resources. Not a really good time to stock up once all hell is broke loose, right? Like I said yesterday, uh, in the calm before the storm, it's a good time to batten down the hatches. Uh, we know in, in any kind of worst case scenario that the big cities would ultimately implode into utter carnage overnight. But a country boy can survive. Country folk can survive. I think that the premise that those in the country would be able to uh, make it through is would be tested. It would be tested, friends. Uh, let's not make any assumptions here. But interestingly enough, and this is what I want to point out, the question of who done it, you know, who, who zapped the satellite? You know, who invited the aliens to land? Who pulled? Who pushed the button and set off the nuclear warhead? Whatever the case may be, the question of who done it. Once the world is plunged into darkness, that would no longer be top of mind, and it would not be top of mind for quite some time because the majority of people would be too consumed with survival to care whether it was the Russians or whether it was the Chinese or whether it was some rogue deep state actors from our very own Space Force, our woke Space Force. You know, at that point, would it even matter who did it? And the answer is <laughs> yes, it would matter because chances are high that the beleaguered masses of humanity might very well find themselves seeking salvation from the very same people who pushed the button that plunged the whole world into darkness in the first place. You know, it's just another example of cause the problem, provide the solution. Can we see the patterns here, at least in this possibility, in this hypothetical thought experiment? But back in reality, back to reality, you know, though the scenario is possible, it's still unlikely. You know, pulling a stunt like that, Nuclear war, zapping satellites, whatever, even on a small scale, even say that they just, you know, zapped a couple of cities, you know, that would cause ramifications that would harm everyone. Even the elites might not be able to escape the pain, which is why I personally doubt that it will ever happen. Now, if it were to happen, 
it would likely be some eco-fanatic with an unshakable conviction that they are sacrificing themselves and the rest of humanity in order to save the planet. You know, like for the greater good. Just like the suicide bomber, they might assume they are going to get 30, 40 virgins in heaven. Uh, if they just blow up the planet, they're going to get the kudos. They're going to put somebody's going to put their name on a shrine somewhere and say, "This is the bastard that blew up the world, and blasted us back to the dark ages. May his spawn burn in hell forever." <laughs> I just no, nah, ah, that's terrible. No, I don't think that that's what it would be like. But you know what I'm saying here. You know, people are crazy, right? People are crazy. Uh, there's a song about that. Um, Beer is good. No, but how's it go? God is great. Beer is good. And people are crazy. Just think about it, friends. People are crazy. Go drive around town. Go sit anywhere and observe the public for long enough. And you will come to the conclusion that there are at least a few crazy people amongst us. And of course, everybody gets to vote. Okay. But let me ask you, do you really think there are four quintillion alien spacecrafts flying through space right now? Do you think that? I mean, people do. And I suppose it's possible. But what's the point? You know, plenty of people also believe that Joe Biden is the most popular president ever elected and that his economy is booming. Why do people believe that? They believe that because that's what they're being told. Even today, headlines out there, Biden's pushing back on the doomsayer, touting the latest economic growth numbers. You know, another headline, the U.S. economy went back into growth mode in the third quarter of 2022. Uh, and another, the White House pivots to the closing argument on the economy. I mean, come on, it's just, it's irrefutable. It's booming. You know, never mind reality, friends, never mind reality. The midterms are just around the corner, and somehow that seems to suspend reality. And this time around, even the aliens are going to get to vote. I don't know if you knew that or not, but Washington, D.C. passed the law that the aliens get to vote, and I'm sure other states have done similar things. You know, reports of a voter intimidation are pouring in across the country. The legal challenges have already started. There will be delays in determining the outcome, and at this point, we are told from the political kingmakers that a Trump Biden rematch in 2024 is a 99.9% .9 sure thing. Friends, I sure as hell hope the aliens land before that because this insanity, I just, it's just, it's almost too much, friends. It's nuts. It's thrilling. It's a wild ride, friends. Today is a thought-provoking Thursday, friends. If you are enjoying this podcast, please do me the great honor of clicking that little heart and giving me some love. Subscribe if you have not subscribed already. And above all, Please share this podcast with everyone you know. <laughs> Get out there and embrace this day, and I'll look forward to talking to you again soon.